Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I accidentally took a little bit of a hiatus. Is that how you say that word? Hiatus? Yeah, don't know what happened. Just I would try and sit down to record a podcast and every time I'd just be not in the headspace. And I am very aware of the fact that you can definitely read people's energies in podcasts. And there's no point... Like, I'm not sitting here saying that I need to be on top form all the time in my in life, but there's no point in me sitting down recording a podcast when I'm not on top form, because what's that going to do for anyone like no one? It's not going to be entertaining, number one. I'm not going to be happy with it, number two. And yeah, I don't know. I just want to be really happy with all the content that I'm putting out there. So I'm back after my little break. I th- do you know what? I think I thought that once I got all my uni work done you know when you have that like looming over you and you just think that when it's done your life's gonna be so good like you're just gonna be living your best life you're gonna have no problems whatsoever but I just finished it and it was just this massive like anti-climax what do I do now type of thing but I ended up actually going up to the north coast and I had a lovely few days up there. Just went on. There's not really a huge amount to do up there. I mean, it is really... If you get good enough weather, which luckily we did, because I never, ever get good weather anytime I go up there. But if you do get good weather, it's nice just to go on big walks. And I feel like I just sleep loads up there. I'll get like 10 hours sleep every night and just go on big walks and watch lots of TV. And it was just very good for the soul, you know? A nice wholesome few days up at the north coast I actually finished a really good series that I'm going to recommend everyone watch it's called dope sick I actually hadn't heard of it before my boyfriend suggested it watching it but it's on Disney plus I'm not really sure if you can get it on anything else but yeah it's on Disney plus and it's about the opioid epidemic in America if you've watched the pharmacist on Netflix it's like around the same kind of story but whereas the pharmacist is like documentary style interviewing people this is a drama played out based on the events that actually happened and it's so good you know when you get it's only eight episodes and you know when you get to the end of a series that was so good and you're just like what now I just didn't know what to do with myself and we'd put other things on after but I don't know, all I could think about was the the series. When you finish something that good, I feel like you just need to take some time away from watching any series to just... Because otherwise you're just going to compare everything you watch to that, aren't you? And everything else is going to be shit. So yeah, I highly recommend. It's really good for... Because I'm very, very hesitant to get into any series. You know any of those ones? For example... Prison Break or I'm trying to think of other like popular ones you know where they or like Grey's Anatomy anything that has like more than six seasons you're gonna be committing the next few months of your life to I'm always so hesitant to get into them because I really don't want them to take over my life (laughs) I literally I've barely seen any see all those like big series that everyone's obsessed with I literally haven't seen any of them because I'm too scared of them taking over my life so if you have the same issue as me where you don't want to let tv take over your life 
stuff like dope sick is really good watch because you can just smash all eight episodes and i think we got it done in like a week and then that's just it done you don't need to worry about not getting anything done for the next three months thought i'd give you a little bit of an update on my new year's resolution which if you listen to my last podcast is to read a book a month so i literally just finished sally rooney's book yesterday called beautiful world where are you and i absolutely loved it really highly recommend very very easy read and i just love the way she writes obviously it's sally rooney like it's kind of expected she's got quite a few sex scenes in there (laughs) which i feel like are so much more graphic in any book than they are on tv because on tv obviously normally it's just a couple of short clips isn't it and they just kind of i don't know get it over and done with pretty quickly but in a book when she goes into real descriptive writing about the sex scenes you're like okay <laughs> like i'm just lying in bed on a wednesday morning can we calm down a second but yeah it's a very good book highly recommend really just really good for getting me back in the swing of reading it's very easy to read i am now on to eleanor oliphant is completely fine i've had heaps of recommendations for it and when i put it on my story to say i was reading it the amount of replies i got saying oh my god this is my favorite book ever was insane so hopefully this is another good one i do i have to like set myself reading targets at the start to get through to really get into the book and then once i'm into it then you end up just getting lost and you don't really need to set targets but when i'm first starting a book i always try and aim for 20 pages a day so that's a good little trick for anyone wanting to get into reading just aim for 20 pages a day you can split it up 10 in the morning 10 at night and it makes it a lot easier to get through i think if you follow that you will 100 percent get a book read a month because 20 times 30 is 600 and like not very many books are 600 pages so that even gives you a bit of leeway to not read 20 pages on some days anyway let's get into this week's topic which is i'm sure you can tell by the title horrible housemates i put up on my story a little question box and asked you to send me in your horrible housemates experiences I actually got this idea from a podcast I listened to called The Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki. They're two Australian girls who make me laugh so much. It's one of my favourite podcasts. Definitely give it a listen. They're just such good crack. Their podcast is always hilarious. They're also just two complete girl bosses. They own Jagger and Stone, which is a really cool clothing company in Australia. But yeah, they did an episode. I think they've done a few episodes of Horrible Housemates. So I thought I would do one myself. I I don't think I have any really bad stories to tell of Horrible Housemates. I'm trying to think of all my living situations, what they've been. I'm going to go through them actually in chronological order and try and work out if there's been any really bad experiences because I'm sure there maybe is one that I can't remember off the top of my head. Basically... My first time moving out of home, I went to Liverpool, University of Liverpool, and I was in, I I didn't have flatmates because I got put into halls, into like a studio flat. It was so shit. I've talked about this in my uni, dropping out of uni episode. 
I think it was like one of my first ones. Actually, I think it was my first one. Yeah, I didn't. So obviously I didn't have any flatmates. It was a full corridor of the studio flat. So everyone on that corridor was in the sa- on the same boat. Like my kitchen was less than a meter away from my bed. It was horrible. Impossible to meet people. But yeah, obviously because of that, I couldn't have had a bad experience where housemates are concerned. Then I came home after I dropped out. And then my next time living out would have been in Australia. And honestly, my flatmates in Australia were pretty chill. I lived with my ex-boyfriend and then two other flatmates. But those two flatmates had... So there was one boy who was from Birmingham and a girl that was from Scotland. And they both had a girlfriend and a boyfriend that lived elsewhere. So they were never in the flat because I think their partners had like nicer flats, I guess. So they just spent a lot of time at their partner's flats or houses. Yeah, we never really had any issues. The biggest issue I can recall was that because Tom was never there, his milk would always go like turn to cheese. This is disgusting, like cottage cheesy milk was stinking and I always had to pour it out done the sink because I'd see it sitting there for ages in the fridge but he wouldn't come home for weeks but that's not even an issue you know what I mean that's just it was just funny then I guess you could say I lived with loads of people when I was on the farm but because it's like a hostile situation it's very different also you were just kind of outside a lot of the time you weren't really confined to like a dorm or a flat or anything so everyone was just all in it together to be honest in the farm a lot of shit happened from people pissing themselves in the corner of the room at night to I think loads of people got stuff stolen that luckily didn't happen to me but yeah I'm not really gonna count that to be honest because I feel like it's very different to living in a closed flat with someone then she came home lived at home again and then I didn't live out again till I went back to uni last year I did not want to go into halls because I was 22 and very conscious of the fact that everyone in halls would be 18 so I opted for moving into a house of strangers I literally just went on to the Leeds student Facebook group loads of people always post that they're selling rooms because obviously last minute people will decide to do a year abroad or a placement or they'll just back out of their room drop out of uni whatever it is so there's always people um selling rooms and stuff for their houses on these pages so it wasn't hard i like messaged i'd say at least 15 people honestly you were kind of just able to tell i don't know if it was luck But I do think you are kind of able to tell just from the conversations you have with people, even just on like Facebook Messenger, if it's going to be fine living with them or not. Obviously, that kind of situation could have gone so one of two ways. You could end up living in a house of strangers and people you absolutely just really don't get on with and just have nothing in common with, I guess. Luckily, I ended up getting on with everyone pretty much. There was a little bit of an issue. I feel like I talked about this a little bit, but basically one girl just, like, didn't like us for no reason. But it was never really a huge issue because she just didn't really come home that much. She would just spend most of her time at her boyfriend's house and at her friend, other friend's house. It was weird because I actually really got on with her and really liked her. But then I was hearing that she didn't like me, so 
yeah it was a very weird situation but it it was never like a horrible like nasty thing it never felt awkward or anything in the house but to be fair I literally lived in the house for like two months maybe two and a half months at a push because obviously you don't start uni until literally very very end of September kind of going into October so I was there October November and then I finished for Christmas I think after the first or second week in December so two and a half months and then obviously came back and we went into lockdown after Christmas well on Christmas so I didn't go back to that house until I had to move out of it biggest waste of money ever there was no need for me to pay rent in Leeds for those for that whole year just to live there for two and a half months when I actually didn't even need to be in the didn't even need to be in Leeds for the whole time at all because all my classes were online it was such a waste of money but the uni literally told us that we had to be there and that there would be face-to-face I'm pretty sure it's the same with every uni they just did that to get everyone paying for accommodation and stuff and then backed out last minute it's so ridiculous and you're not offered any type of compensation or I, I still even had to pay bills but I wasn't living there like it's actually ridiculous I am glad though that I went last year because otherwise I wouldn't have met those people they I ended up living with most of them this year so I am glad and I'm yeah I've made really good friends from from it I was very lucky to meet them and to get on with them straight away and also because obviously with all the restrictions and stuff there was you weren't going out and meeting people in clubs and in smoking areas and bars and things so it was really good to meet people that I actually just got on with on a day-to-day basis and I didn't need to go out drinking with them to make friends with them like I actually just got on with them as is if that makes sense because you know the way that you have friends like that where you're only really friends with them in drinking situations but they're not like that which is so nice so unfortunately I don't have a huge amount to add in terms of horrible housemates stories hopefully don't well no actually (laughs) I was gonna say hopefully down the line I will but hopefully down the line I won't I, I would love to live on my own. I know lots of people don't like the idea of it and like having the company and stuff of living with other people, but I think I'd thrive living on my own. I have this weird thing where I think like 90% of my problems would be gone if I lived on my own. I just, I don't know. When I, li- when I was at my sister's flat in London and I was on my own, I just felt like I was living my best life. But then again, that was like a nice flat in London very bright with a cute cat so maybe it wouldn't be quite the same on my budget (laughs) I also just have a really bad habit of thinking like that as in like what I just said that 90% of my problems would be gone if something happened you know what I mean like I always think like that and it's so dumb because it's the same thing I was saying about my uni work I was like suddenly all my problems will diminish and I will be living my best life but obviously that's not the case so yeah I really need to get out of that way of thinking anyway you guys pulled through with your horrible housemate stories I am shook at the amount I feel so bad for some of you some of them are actually terrible let's get into it so one of you has said that your housemate continuously boked around the toilet every night out and never cleaned it up Oh my god, 
I know. Sorry, but the smell of someone else's sick and the sight of it would make me be sick. That is honestly, that's not okay. That is so selfish. <laughs> that's terrible. Do you know what that reminds me of? I think I can say this because I feel like she's definitely told this story before somewhere. But my sister, was it? I was gonna say it was last Christmas, but no, it wasn't. It was during one of the lockdowns. You know, like the first lockdown when everyone was just getting paralytic like four times a week? It was then. And we had like a big cocktail night. And Olivia, she widened up the wall. I don't even ask me how that's possible. She must have been running to the toilet or something and ended up not making it and being sick up the wall. And she refused to clean it for days. And my mum was literally like, Olivia, I'm not touching that. I clean this house from top to bottom, but I'm not cleaning your sick off the walls. And (laughs) Olivia was like, mum, come on. And she was like, absolutely not under no circumstances. So Olivia just avoided it for a while until eventually she had to give in and clean her sick off the walls but yeah that just reminds me of that luckily where it was was past basically it was like between olivia's bedroom and the toilet and i don't really go down the corridor past my bedroom because my bedroom's the first one so luckily i didn't have to pass it for the few days that it was there (laughs) but honestly if someone was doing that and it was the toilet I had to use every day no that'd be that would absolutely not be on I'd be sending photos of it into the group chat straight away I do not hesitate where that's concerned like sending photos in to the group chat of shit like that I know people are always like a bit scared of it coming across as bad but I don't think it's a big deal like you have a housemate group chat for a reason and it's so that you can address these things like luckily we don't have to or actually this year we all have en suites which is quite mad but last year we shared bathrooms and it used to make me sick pulling other girls hair and like all that out of the drain and no one else would do it so every time I'd send photos of everyone's big clumps of hair and be like fuck (laughs) y'all Okay, another listener has said, skid marks every other day, the dream of living with boys. Oh, so I've never lived with boys as in, in like a uni house, which is when I think stuff like that is the worst and when they're the most gross. I do think boys get better when they get a bit older, maybe. I don't even know if I believe that actually now that I'm saying it. Maybe they don't, maybe... They just have people that clean up after them. I feel like boys are tidier with their bedrooms. Like, you never really see boys' bedrooms being really stinking. Like, the way mine would be with, like, clothes all over the floor. But I think boys are so dirty when it comes to, like, kitchens and bathrooms. Like, they just don't clean them properly. Like, when has a boy ever taken a spray and a cloth to a kitchen surface or a bathroom? And they're shower. Do you know what I mean? I've still never showered in my boyfriend's shower. So I really feel for all you, you girls living with boys in uni houses. I feel like if I was in a house like that, that had loads of people and it was like a mix of boys and girls, I would... De- See, because we don't need to do this in our house because everyone does just kind of pull their weight anyway. But I feel like if I lived in a house like that where you kind of had to like make people do things, I'd just make a cleaning rota. And just, yeah, make people do shit because 
otherwise you're just never going to be able to and if you're a boy listening to this who leaves their skin marks behind and doesn't clean up after themselves come on do better that's gross (laughs) i've actually been so blessed now that i think about it because even in my family house i've never had to share a toilet with my brother or dad so i'm actually winning at life aren't i well where that's concerned anyway Oh god, right, someone has said that their housemate would always go into their rooms and steal stuff and deny it. That's terrible. This is why I think that it should be, because right at the minute, obviously by law you have to have locks in your front door, Your sorry, your landlord has to like provide locks in the front door, obviously, but if you're doing a split tenancy, you might not necessarily know everyone in the house or be close with everyone in the house. Or even like everyone in the house. So I just think it should be law that you should have to have a lock on your door. I try. I, I get on with everyone in my house. It would never even cross my mind that any of them would steal anything from my room. I, in fact, I know they 100% wouldn't. But I wanted to get a lock on my door just so that if our house did get broken into, then it was like a second, you know, form of security then that you had a lock on your bedroom door as well for any personal belongings. And the landlord wouldn't put put them on and I tried to I tried on the phone to be like oh but I don't know everyone in my house and I'm I'm leaving uh for six weeks over the Christmas holidays like I'm worried about leaving my room unlocked and they were like sorry that's not our problem and I was like can I put a lock on the thing if I pay for a locksmith to come and put a lock in it is that okay and the landlord wouldn't let me which is a bit ridiculous I thought but yeah, obviously nothing to do with my housemates. I love them all, but I just, just for security over Christmas. A girl has wrote in, my housemate smashed egg yolks in my gravy granules and coffee jar and put crisps under my bed sheets. That is so twisted. Sorry. <laughs> they have, must have a lot of shit going on in their heads. Like, come on, they're going through some shit to have to want to do that. There's a lot of pent-up anger there. Who even, I wouldn't even think. It's a really funny thing to do. <laughs> Put crisps in someone's bed sheets. It's like... <laughs> I mean, fair play to them for thinking of that, but also that's so grim. <laughs> oh, do you know what? One of my best friends had a really, really terrible experience with housemates once. She was in halls. I don't even know what happened. She was best friends with her flatmates and then something happened, something something flipped. She was actually wasn't anything to do with her. She had this crazy psycho flatmate who completely turned on her. So this flatmate decided that she wanted to get rid of the person who's one of my best friends. She didn't want them living in the flat anymore. But obviously my best friend wasn't doing anything to warrant that. So she couldn't like go to the hall's reception and say anything because she wasn't doing anything wrong. So how could they get her kicked out for not doing anything wrong? So they squirted ketchup. My friend has a fear of ketchup, which I feel like a lot of people actually do. Um, I've met loads of people that have a fear of ketchup. But yeah, they squirted ketchup all over all her plates and pots and pans. They smashed eggs on them and stuff and like all her cutlery and then they reported it to to the people in halls saying that she like left all her stuff like that and that she never tidies up after herself 
and then they like left it outside her door or did they leave it on her bed or something and she just came home one day and it was like all these ketchup covered plates which is like her worst nightmare and got her kicked out of their of their flat and moved into another one I mean it was a blessing in disguise because would you really want to live with a psycho like that but how crazy another person has written in the wars that toilet roll and bin bag buying cause (laughs) yeah I've heard of this causing uproar in people's houses to the point that people like buy their own toilet roll and keep it in their wardrobe and lock their door like it's so ridiculous you know what the best way around this this is what me and my house do some just like once a once a month once every two months or whatever someone does a shop for the house so they'll get stuff that everyone shares washing up liquid dishwasher tablets tea bags toilet roll like all just all that kind of stuff and then we just split the cost of it so just one person will do it and then they'll write in the group chat and you just transfer them the money and it's such a better way of doing it because it can always end up being the same person which is really shit so yeah either do that or else put in like a five or a month each to go towards stuff like that and have like a little kitty type of thing because when you think about it a five or a month is nothing but if it's the same person buying like a five or the toilet roll week on week then obviously that is a bit of an issue isn't it but yeah there's no point in something like that causing wars it just split it it's not a big deal okay so we have another one who has said she recorded the sounds of me and my boyfriend in bed and threatened to share online god i said that's illegal no is that i swear that's completely illegal that's really psychotic what was her reasoning for like why was she threatening to share them online you being too loud or something i don't get it like what is she getting from that oh this one broke my heart okay so this girl has said i once took three hours to make christmas dinner for my seven housemates and only one showed up and ordered chinese because she didn't like christmas dinner i moved out that night lol how heartbreaking is that she put her heart and soul into making a Christmas dinner and they didn't even show up. That is terrible. You're just right for moving out. Oh, and you were trying to be so nice and everything. God bless you. This is a good one, actually. Someone said my housemate refused to empty the bin because the doctor said she would die from allergies. Sorry, I'm using that as my excuse for not taking the bins out. <laughs> Oh, okay. So this girl has said four vegans and one meat eater in the house. Uh, the meat eater would always leave raw or uncooked mints and chicken in the sink. So, yeah, I mean, that's a bit weird anyway. Like, who leaves uncooked meat out in the first place? But I do think there is a level of... Right, so in my house, I well, I'm the only vegan, but I think three of the girls are veggie and then the other two wait is that right yeah so three of the girls are veggie and then the other two eat meat but i feel like when meat eaters are living in a house of mostly veggies or vegans they kind of no i don't know if this is consciously or subconsciously but i feel like naturally they kind of gravitate towards eating more 
veggie and vegan stuff just because you're always seeing other people cook with it and like trying their food or even if we do like split dinners then they're obviously eating the the veggie stuff so I feel like naturally they kind of just do eat a more vegetarian diet but yeah I don't know if that's a conscious thing to be like considerate I don't but see this is the thing though I wouldn't care because like obviously my family not everyone's vegan so so I'm always used to everyone eating meat around me so I wouldn't care if my housemates did that I mean I would care if they left raw stuff out because just because it grosses me out but like I wouldn't care if anyone was eating meat in the house it's not like people's diets are their choices you know what I mean I can't I'm not gonna have a say in that but yeah I will say the two meat eaters in my house I again I don't know if it's them trying to be trying to be considerate of us veggies or not but they really don't eat a lot of meat <laughs> so I said asked one of my flatmates to get me a tin of tomatoes and she asked me for the 57p <laughs> that's so ridiculous but I mean fair enough some people well what's the phrase look after your pennies and the pounds will look after themselves but I still I just think that's ridiculous because chances are you're gonna need them to get you something at some point so like you'll just I don't know you'll make up for it it all it all balances out in the end it just reminds me of school. Do you remember back in the day in school and you literally had no money? So everyone would always be like, oh, do you have that 20p you me? <laughs> oh, this one's gross. So this girl has written in, my flatmate caused maggots in our kitchen for two weeks and wouldn't clean it. Saw it when I came home from holidays, but they refused to clean it. So in the end, my boyfriend did, even though he didn't live there, but they did. That is disgusting. Oh, imagine maggots in your kitchen. I'd be sick. No, sorry. That calls for an intervention. When someone's left plates or pots for that long, yeah, it actually does come to a point. Like, just just leave it in their bedroom because you do not need maggots in the kitchen. That's disgusting. Oh, I actually have a friend and she said she lived with someone once. And they never, they would just refuse to clean up after themselves. And they would put it off for so long to the point that they didn't even want to look at the plates themselves, but still couldn't be bothered cleaning up. So they put them in their wardrobe, dirty plates in their wardrobe. Imagine all your clothes smelling like moldy food. Ugh, so some people are so gross, honestly. It really takes living with people to see how gross they are, though. Okay, next one. Someone has said, blamed me for giving my housemate an allergic reaction, saying she was using my shower gels and shampoo and what is in them caused the reaction. So she blamed it on me. And the best part was I asked her what she was allergic to and she didn't know, but still asked me to get rid of all my things out of the shower. Surely just don't use them. (laughs) Like you shouldn't really be using them in the first place anyway. My housemate has a nut allergy not even just a peanut allergy just any nuts but she's so chill about it like she could literally die but yet she's so chill about it at the start we were quite good and we had like a separate actually this year it's better because we have a washing what do you call it a dishwasher so we don't really wash a huge amount of things with a scrubber but last year we had we kind of had like a separate scrubber for things that had nuts and things that didn't but then they just always end up getting mixed up 
we just have to be quite careful I guess in terms of leave like if I have peanut butter and toast or whatever don't leave the knife sitting out on the thing and like I'd always spray and wipe after myself but yeah it's I've never lived with someone with like a severe allergy like that before so you do have to be careful I think in her own in her family house they don't have nuts in it at all for her but I, d- I don't know if you can really ask people to to not do that in a house I don't really know what's the etiquette where, the, where allergies are concerned <laughs> like can you ask people to not have nuts around I guess if it was really really severe where if she was like in the same room as them then obviously it would be an issue but I guess it's not that severe so it's fine as long as we just clean up after ourselves anytime I talk about nut allergies it reminds me so much of Ricky Gervais's sketch about uh, people having nut allergies on planes if you haven't seen Ricky Gervais stand up humanity on Netflix please go watch it it's so funny some of the things he says are so ridiculous but yeah it's, he's so funny he's hilarious but that one the one sketch about him getting really worked up about people having nut allergies on planes is hilarious oh dear god someone said I walked in on my housemates having sex in the kitchen no surely there's a line when you sh- when you have housemates come on like save that for either when everyone's away as in out of the country away or you just have your own place you don't need to be doing that while you have housemates <laughs> a girl has written in and said would uh, my flatmate would sneak out to cheat on her boyfriend and then come back and go straight to her boyfriend's flat ooh That'd just be an awkward one to be in the middle of because then when her boyfriend comes over and stuff and you just have to be like fake. Not fake nice to them, but you know what I mean? You just have to pretend you don't know anything. Just puts you in a really awkward situation. Oh, this one's interesting. A girl has said, my flatmate who was constantly on drugs brought in a wild squirrel as a flat pet. He kept the squirrel for four weeks in his room and let it run up his arms. What? Did he just grab it? I have so many questions. That <laughs> that's terrifying. Surely it's not okay to like just lock a wild animal in your tiny uni room. It would go insane. It would probably start biting you, you know. Also, I've never heard anyone have a squirrel as a pet. Do you know what? I've never had someone in. I've never had a housemate who's had a pet. But I think having a housemate that had a dog would be like the best thing ever because. You would get all the the positives of having a dog, like all the perks, but you wouldn't have the responsibility of having to walk it every day and pick up its shit and feed it and stuff, but you'd just get to have it around, which is like the best part of having a dog. Like it would just be there to chill with and to, to keep you company, but without the responsibility. I feel like that would just be the perfect situation and then you'd never have to get your own dog because you could just have their dog. Okay, this one would be a step too far for me. <laughs> she said, My housemate shot two ducks, kept them in the fridge for two days, then plucked them and skinned them, gutted them, hoovered up the skin and stuff with our hoover, and then cooked them. No, that's a step too far, come on. <laughs> Imagine opening your fridge to make breakfast in the morning, to like get your coffee, to make your nice little oat milk latte, and there's two dead ducks hanging there. No, sorry. That's really, really overstepping the line. (laughs) Oh my god. My friend Emma. This is the girl, if you listen to my podcast that was with 
my two friends from Dublin, Emma and Alex. They, this is my friend Emma from Dublin. I think she actually told this story on that podcast. I'm not 100% sure there was so many funny stories told in that podcast. But Emma has said, 3am wake up to a police torch in my face because they were bringing a drunk Padraig home. (laughs) Oh God, imagine waking up at three o'clock in the morning to policeman in your bedroom. (laughs) I'd shit myself. Right, I have, I, there's literally hundreds more, but obviously I'm not going to get through them. So I'm going to finish it on this one. <laughs> I've checked with my boyfriend if I can tell this story, but this is from my housemate Annie has sent in my... <laughs> Sorry, right, I'll stop laughing. I just can't, I can't get the image out of my head. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, come on, Emma. <sighs> So Annie said, my housemate's boyfriend slept walked into my room in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, I can't. Right, basically Sam was over visiting. It was the, his first time. Actually, it's his, it was his only time visiting Leeds. And um, we were out one night and then came home. We were both quite drunk, went to bed. And then in the middle of the night, he just got up. And s- <laughs> he says he doesn't remember getting up, so he must have just sleptwalked. And he sleptwalked into my housemate's room and just stood there. And then <laughs> Annie said she she was like she turned around she because she me and Annie are on the same floor and and we're on the very top floor. So if it had been someone coming from upstairs she would have heard them coming up the stairs so she knew it was me or Sam because she hadn't heard anyone come up the stairs and she was awake so she like turned around and said she just saw this like tall shadow standing there and was like what the fuck is going on and then apparently he just like snapped out of it and re- and woke up and realized where he was and was like oh fuck sorry <laughs> and just ran back into my room <laughs> and then the next morning he was like here, I think I slept walked in your housemate's room last night. <laughs> and I was crying and um I think Annie wasn't there at that point, but then I rang her and was like, What happened? And she was like, Oh my god, I was petrified. He literally was just standing there staring at the wall <laughs> and then <laughs> and then next thing was like, Oh fuck, sorry, and just ran away. In his boxers as well. It was so funny. <laughs> So yeah, thanks so much, Sam, for your contribution to the podcast, if you're listening to this. Anyway, I'm sure I will do another one of these Horrible Housemates episodes because I have so many funny stories from you guys. So thank you so much for sending them in, as always. And thank you for listening and for the continued support. Love you all so much. And I'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye.